0: Hey, you're listening to the WDW Chronicle podcast, and this is episode 32. What we hope to do here is to really develop something that, uh, well, just more than an entertainment enterprise. It's uh, it's
1: something that uh, contributes in many other ways. Live property
0: show right on down the street, ladies and gentlemen. Don't miss it. It's here. Welcome back, everybody, to the WDW Chronicle Podcast. My name's Michael. And I'm Tiffany. And this week's episode is going to be short because neither of us had time to prepare. It's
1: been a busy week.
0: Yeah, I suppose it has, but...
1: I got other things there.
0: Here we go. I mean, as as we both know, or everybody knows now, there's been a lot of details that came out about Star Wars land mm-hmm. for both the lands. Yeah. Because they're they're basically similar, or the same, <laughs> just with a few differences.
1: I haven't even had time to look at anything. So you better have pictures.
0: Well, there's not many pictures because there's not many real-life pictures yet, I should say. But there is a lot going on. First is they had to make a a decision on what to call this planet, and it's called Batuu. It's not one of the familiar planets from the movies, and they did that for a very specific reason. Scott Trowbridge says we know those places. He's the Walt Disney Imagineering Creative Executive. Set of the traditional Star Wars planets, we know the stories that happened there and we know we're not in them. This place, Black Spire Outpost, which is the village or whatever you go to, is designed to be a place that invites exploration, discovery, a place that invites us to become a character in the world of Star Wars. And with that, Ray Finn and BB eight are gonna be in the park. Really? Yeah. Kylo Ren is oh and they join Kylo Ren in this ride Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. All of the original actors reprise their roles.
1: Hmm. So that's, in, the in the attraction? In the
0: attraction. So that's pretty it's impressive.
1: Cool. By the way, in case you didn't know, Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, is from our hometown. Well, actually, from where we, where lived, we live. Apparently. And went to school with your brother?
0: Yeah, went to high school. And right? At my high school. Yeah.
1: Was he in the same... I don't remember how He old, was a little older than older. my brother. So yeah, that's kind of a fun little tidbit. Yeah, it is. We have a... Star Wars legend now from our area, and he actually talked about Mishawaka on Jimmy Fallon, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was Stephen Colbert. I had one of the. Uh, two. It was
1: one of those interviews that he did. And he was no. talking about Mishawaka and right. Notre Dame and how small our community is, and the KKK
0: and the KKK, yeah,
1: <laughs> which is really from my original hometown, Osceola. Yeah, Osceola. Gotta gotta love the history.
0: Yeah, you do. Anyway, yeah, nice tangent.
1: Well, I think it's kind of cool. You can brag about it.
0: <laughs> and everything happening takes place in this current trilogy, so nothing from the older movies. Since characters like Rey and Kylo appear in Galaxy's Edge, the events happening here take place at some point during the sequel trilogy. However, Pablo Hidalgo, senior creative executive at Lucasfilm, explained that the pan- planet's history has been mapped well beyond that. Should Star Wars jump around in time as it is off and want to do? We know how Batu is represented in that time frame. So they've really, I mean...
1: They're just completely...
0: It's completely a part of the Star Wars story. It's not like a, it's a snapshot in time.
1: The planet, you mean?
0: Yeah, this new Galaxy's Edge. The Star Wars land. Right. So Batu's not an actual planet. Oh, really? Right. Oh. No. And as Star Wars changes, so will Galaxy's Edge. Hmm. With the new movie shows and so much more... Coming from Star Wars, story adaptation is built into the land. There are things that exist within the land that suggest there are stories still waiting to be told. And those things can be integrated with some of the stories that may go into the future. And these rides tell canon stories, which means it's part of the Star Wars lore.
1: So they tell stories that haven't even been told on the screen? Is that what they're saying? Right.
0: The events of the attractions are both canon, especially Rides of the Resistance, which has actual actors in it. It's called Black Spire Outpost for a reason. two Planet is made up of spires, but one in particular stands out. Sitting in the middle of the outpost is one spire that's much blacker than the rest, and that's how Black Spire Outpost gets its name. And the mystery of Black Spire will remain a mystery. Having that mysterious namesake in the center of town suits everyone just fine. There is a mystery to it, and we kind of like the idea that there is no answer to it. Margaret Carrison, the managing story editor at Walt Disney Imagineering, said, in her mind, it's used as a talking point for locals, a legend parents tell their kids. Everyone has different theories on why that is so there it isn't one answer, because it happened so long ago. The planet 2 is possible because Star Wars is the star. The unique properties of Star Wars made this whole project possible because it's a franchise that's not dependent on any one thing or person. They compare it to Indiana Jones, saying Indiana Jones needs to be in an Indiana Jones story because it's... His name on the marquee. Hidalgo said, for many people, Star Wars is already a destination. And I guess Disney has found a way to make lasers fly through the air. So you know when they're shooting their guns in Star Wars, those lasers.
1: Oh. I was like, don't all lasers <clears throat> shoot through the air?
0: Right, but not like that. pew, pew. One of Star Wars' most distinctive visual cues is seeing laser beams fly across the air, which, of course, isn't actually possible. Paul Bailey said, "We wanted to bring the that to the real world. The question becomes, how do you do that? Well, without giving away how we did that, I can tell you that we did that. Hmm. So it's like, uh,
1: don't you remember yeah. um, when we were we went to that Imagineering yeah thing? Is that what he was talking about?
0: No, he wasn't talking. About, he was talking about he
1: was talking about making the light move, right? Or
0: controlling the light.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of a similar concept. Yeah, it sounds like."
0: Controlling the light without there being anything around it.
1: What was his name? It wasn't Dax. It was the other guy. Orlando? Is it Orlando? I don't remember. Books on the Shelf.
0: Yeah, it is. Interestingly, there are nine merchandise locations in Galaxy's Edge. Of course That there seems kind of crazy. And again, you can make your own custom lightsaber, but this is a little bit more detailed than we're used to going to Tatooine Traders. You get to choose one of the four disciplines, power of justice, power control, elemental, and nature, or protection and defense. Then you'll choose your Kyber Crystal, and based on those two choices, you'll get a specific set of 10 lightsaber pieces that can be combined in any way, resulting in your very own custom lightsaber. Logistics have not been settled on this, but may in fact be a reservation experience since only 14 out of pe- people at a time can do it. What is that? For the lightsabers. Oh. You can build your own droids as well. That's
1: kinda cool. Like, yeah, it is. droids that actually move? Like robots?
0: Well, this uh, place is called the Droid Depot, and it's run by a character named Mubo. After choosing if you want to do a BB or R-series droid, you pick custom pieces, colors, and accessories to create your personalized dream droid. That droid will then be fully radio-controlled, and if you guide it around Black Spire Outpost, it can interact with many of the elements. Hmm. There are also pre-made droids like R2-D2, BB-8, and even DJR-3X. No blasters, though. So blasters are the guns that shoot no, the lasers. No pew pews. Yep. And this is because of Disney policy that says no guns are for sale in the parks.
1: I'm surprised that they're allowing lightsabers because for a while there wasn't weren't swords banned too. Uh,
0: it's that uh, might be yeah, I don't know. I really don't and know.
1: And I I mean I honestly don't remember if there were swords at Pirates the last time we were there.
0: Uh, I can't remember either. I don't. There is no Disney stuff to be bought in to or Galaxy's Edge. Clothing's Stores vary by location, so each store sells different pieces depending on where you are. Hmm. So that's interesting. There's five food places called Oga's Cantina, Docking Bay 7 Food, and Cargo, Ronto Roasters, Milk Stand, and Cat Saka's Kettle. Now you get to taste and smell Star Wars food. This was Disney's chance to define those things because we don't know what they taste like, said Walt Disney's culinary director Brian What does it smell like? What does it look like? So we had the opportunity to bring all those touch points to every single guest that's going to visit Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars food is defined by bold choices and taste. That was the mantra for everyone developing the food and drinks. Be big, be different. If it looks like one of the things and maybe tastes like something else, that could be really cool. The flavors in Galaxy's Edge and, and Docking Bay 7 are going to be very bold. Disney, of course, invented blue milk just for galaxy's edge the only problem was galaxy's edge exists in southern california and florida and milk is about the last thing you would want to drink in those warm climates uh yeah so trowbridge says it's not actually milk instead it's a plant-based dairy creation that's almost a frozen smoothie with berry and melon flavors Hmm. and there's also green milk while you're at it if you don't like blue milk while developing blue milk something happened scott trowbridge came to us and said in a new movie coming out you're going to have to create something else Explained Brian Koizel, the food and beverage concept development director for Walt Disney World. How do you become these things? I don't know. And that became our Talasarine green milk that showed up on Achoto. It's also a frozen drink and has tropical flavors. But it and blue milk are primarily available at the milk stand. Docking Bay 7 food and cargo is the main event. Most of the exotic foods at the Black Spire Outpost can be found in Docking Bay 7, a quick service restaurant run by Chef Strano Cookie Tugs who used to work in Maz Kanata's Palace and Takadano. Geez, you know we don't know anything about Star Wars. Can't <laughs> say any of this. Here you can get smoked kadu ribs. It's basically a pork rib, but cut in a unique way, served with blueberry corn muffin. And yes, in story, it's the rib of the Nabu native Jar Jar rides in the Phantom Menace. Oh. Huh. Fried Andor- Andorian tip-yip. tip is a Star Wars chicken, and then here's it's prepared in a unique bar shape with a distinct crust served over vegetables. You get a yobo shrimp noodle salad. Fancy name for a chilled noodle salad with shrimp. Of everything we tasted, this person says it was their least favorite. Hmm. Now, could you imagine being on these and getting to taste all this before <laughs> everybody else? And Oga's Cantina is the other major food location in Black Spire Outpost. But it's, but really it's just like a bar like the ones we're familiar with from A New Hope, Attack of the Clones, or Force Awakens. This container is run by Oga, a mysterious figure who is also in charge of the black market on the planet. Serve snacks as well as alcoholic and non-alcoholic potations. You get an outer rim, which is a margarita. A fuzzy tauntaun, hmm. which is a fuzzy navel.
1: Yum. Yeah.
0: A jetty mind trick, a dagobah slug slinger, T-16 skyhopper, a yub nub, which is a rum punch, a bloody rancor, which is a bloody mary, which comes with a meringue bone, that's interesting. Peacepin Fizz, which is a Cosmopolitan. Drinks look pretty cool. Huh. Gonna have to add that to our lounge list.
1: Yeah, gonna have to find a babysitter too. Now
0: you can get non-alcoholic beverages, which is a Black Spire Brew. Spicy coffee, so I wonder if that's like, uh was a Mediterranean coffee that's spicy? Blue Bantha, the chilled, more milk-like version of blue milk, which comes with a cookie that looks like a Bantha, whatever a Bantha is.
1: Aren't those the big white things? Uh,
0: yeah, I really don't know. What's neat about this is they had beer and wine made exclusively for Galaxy's Edge. Mm. Disney worked with several breweries and winemakers to create beers and wines guests will only be able to drink ever in Oga's Cantina and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Some examples are as follows. Bad Motivator IPA, White Wampa Ale, Spiced Rudder Cider, Imperial Imperial Red Cab Sav, and Toneroi White from Alderaan. You can get something called Oga's Obsession. Oh, these drinks look cool. Look at these.
1: Ooh, what's the one that glows?
0: I don't know. We'll find out here. Hmm. Oh, that's the Oga's Obsession. It's a hard gelatin with little bubbles in it served in a petri dish topped with dried fruit and pop rocks.
1: Huh. I don't know how I feel about petri dish being involved in my. They say it's beverage. surprisingly
0: weird and delicious.
1: I wonder if it has like those jo-, you say like Joba balls? Is that what Oh, they are?
0: that could be. Yeah, those are cool. I like Ooh, those.
1: they're like pimples.
0: They're pop. cool. Look at this popcorn. You get colorful popcorn at Star Wars Land. Ooh. Interestingly, John's John Williams' music won't be used how you think in Star Wars Land, because you're not in a theme park. You're in the Star world. Wars. Yeah. So you don't you don't hear it while you're walking through. What's neat here is cast members get to create their own identity. Within certain parameters,
1: wasn't that kind of like Pandora? Yeah, too? But, this,
0: but they don't get so here. Their cast members are encouraged to de- develop their own unique Star Wars characters with their own personalities and allegiances, but they're given, you know, of course, certain restrictions. Mm-hmm. So cast members are incredibly excited that they're making things where we're like, wait, 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 hold on, you can't be Han's second cousin. <laughs> so yeah, you can't. I'm, I can't imagine yeah be related to any of the characters in any way.
1: No, I wouldn't. Think yeah,
0: the costumes will be a Disney first. Yeah. You get to choose your own costume.
1: Really? So is everyone dressed like Jedi's and well, not Jedi's, but like you
0: get. It's based off of a wardrobe. Yeah. So, so you're given certain parameters. They'll be cool. able to express them by picking their own outfits from a curated wardrobe of all kinds of different fabrics, layers, and accessories. There's uh, some of it.
1: Oh, that's neat. But
0: then they're they have other mannequins. There's just a ton of stuff. What's neat here is when the app, like, really plays a big role here.
1: The Disney app?
0: Yeah. It's a Play Disney Parks app, and you can have a unique time in the park from the lines to the stores, walkways, and more. The app unlocks new experiences at every turn. The whole thing was built and wired to be interactive from day one. Hmm. And you don't even need uh, Wi-Fi to use it, guess it's all location-based and Bluetooth-based.
1: Hmm.
0: You can accept all kinds of jobs, one of the four... Minutes in the app is a job board. There, a huge variety of different jobs are available, from ones that take seconds to some that can take much longer. Each will require you to walk around with the app, use your tools, and complete the tasks. Disney doesn't want a bunch of people just walking around with their heads in their phones, so all of the jobs in the app require you to look around. You'll be exploring, searching, and then finally using the phone to complete such things such as translating text, scanning crates, and more. Though you can complete jobs on your own, the app also has a main game that's constantly running. It's a lot like the popular game Ingress, which uh I guess the popular game after that is Pokemon Go mm. where people side with the either the resistance or the first order and compete with others in the area to acquire the land. Oh, that's neat. The game evolves and speeds up or slows down depending on how many people are playing. That's cool. Everything in the app is also Star Wars Canon. So any events that happen in your app are actually happening in Star Wars and could hypothetically be referenced in other works. As you complete more jobs and tasks in the app, those will save to your app profile. So the more times you come back to Galaxy's Edge, the more things you can build up and have to use in other ways in the park. So it's like, I wonder if you go through ranks, that's neat. There's an animatronic in uh, Star Wars Land that is the second most advanced animatronic character in Disney history. The Navi Shaman is currently still number one. What's that? That's the oh it's from in Pandora. the Blue People has fifty unique motions and functions.
1: They've come a long way from Mr. Lincoln.
0: Yeah, and R three X, the pilot of the original Star Tours, somehow ended up in Oga's Cantina in Spire Outpost as a DJ. He has since been reprogrammed for that action and is still voiced by Paul Rubens. And R three X has three hours of music.
1: Hmm. Ugh.
0: So this is about props and how they're making it more like you're there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: By the time Galaxy's Edge opens, there will be tens of thousands of props specially created for the land, many of which were specifically created only with materials that were available before 1980 to keep the aesthetic of the original trilogy. Hmm. Wow. And everything in Star Wars Land is set a little higher on purpose. Why? In anticipation of always being very crowded, they didn't want people to... I have to look through a crowd to see mm. all the, the details in mm. Star Wars Land. So, yeah, I mean, that's about all I got for now. I think we should maybe come back to this next week, get more detail, actually set something together. But it sounds like Star Wars Land is going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, especially in Disney World, having that the Star Wars Hotel. I mean, you're 100% immersed. Right. You could spend your whole vacation
1: just in Star Wars in the Star
0: Wars world. People are going to freak.
1: <laughs> We're not going to be
0: able to go there for years. Years just because of the crowd levels.
1: Yeah. Well, no, it's not that we won't be able to. It's that we aren't going to want
0: right. to. Right. Oh, that's what I meant. So that's for that cool. week, uh, this week, I should say, it's all That's all I got. Short, short episode.
1: <laughs> and you just talked the whole time.
0: Yeah, you didn't say any, anything. Next week, hopefully, it'll be better.
1: Next week, I have a little more time. It's not the end of the month next week. Right.
0: All right. Well, let's go uh, make dinner and eat.
1: All right. I gotta clean the house.
0: We'll see everybody next week.
1: Bye. See ya. That's the animal I can't. What did you think of it?